Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Making aging positive. That's my topic. You know, living long is one thing. Living well is another. But you know what? Living productively is even better. Long, well, and productively is the, and could be or should be the goal of aging. It's not just kind of tolerating and getting along with or moving along the continuum of time. But to actually take that time and make it a productive time. You know, interestingly, there's been some research conducted recently to indicate that if you engage in exercise, cognitive training, vascular risk monitoring, in other words, monitoring your blood pressure, keeping it under control, your heart rate, keeping it under control, and eating a proper diet, nutritious diet, perhaps, or the best would be the Mediterranean diet. If you live according to those procedures and those um, ideas, the evidence suggests that even your brain will improve, not just stabilize, not just minimize its decline, but to actually improve. In other words, you get smarter as you get older, but it requires you to live a certain way. We call that aging positively. And here are some people that have certainly represented this idea and are examples. Mary Baker Eddy, Eddy, Mary Baker Eddy, established the Christian Science Monitor newspaper at age 87. Frank Lloyd Wright designed the famous museum at age 91. Golden Meir served as the Prime Minister of Israel from age 70 to 76. George Bernard Shaw wrote his last play at age 99. You know, Aging is not just a matter of growing old. It's how you grow old and how productive you remain and continue to be. You know, there's a tendency in our society to cast aside anybody that's, you know, 70 and older. 72 is kind of the magic number that most people start disregarding people. Churches say, well, you no longer have leadership potential. We want younger people to lead, so there's no place for you. Clubs and organizations do something similar to that. They want the younger generation. So, into leadership, they move the and vote in the younger generation. And after 72, there's really no place other than to just continue to go and be supportive and to contribute your money. But to play a significant role, it's over. In most social organizations, after 72. Unfortunate. Because there's a lot of people, hundreds and millions of people, who are productive and will be productive and can be productive way after age 72. They're the Mary Baker Eddy people of our world. They're the Frank Lloyd Wrights of our world. You see, many of you still have great potential and great productivity to contribute. And if you eat it and exercise and keep your brain trained and keep your blood pressure under control, your heart rate under control, 
keep diabetes under control. You not only maintain, but you can improve in the quality of your thinking. Now, what are some of the ways in which you can grow old but have a better brain? You can have a brain that would be um, strong, productive, active, energized, involved, quick, sharp, prudent. Well, here are 10 ways. Here are 10 ways. This is what the research shows. If you take all the research and summarize it around this idea of having a better brain as you get older, here are 10 ways to do it. <laughs> First one's kind of funny. You got to pick good parents. Well, you don't have much choice there, but if you have parents that have good brains, have had good brains, in other words, they lived a long life, they were productive, they did not have dementia or Alzheimer's as they grew older, as they grew older, you know, then you had good parents. Were your parents thoughtful and considered, did they learn as an adult? Were they still mindful? Were they still active as they got into their older years? If so, you had good parents. So obviously, genetics plays a role. Not the only role, not the big role, but a role. One out of the ten. Here's the second one. Engage in regular cognitive and physical activity. It's not physical exercise that we're talking about, but physical activity. Activity is movement. Activity is just movement. So get into a program where you're cognitively challenged. You're going to concerts, you're reading, you're talking, you're in conversation, you're having discussion, you're having debates, you're having arguments with people. Not, not fights, <laughs> but just differences of opinion. You discuss. You know, that's cognitive activity. You're moving, you're dancing, you're walking, you're biking, you're swimming. You're just taking exercise, whatever. Keep your body physically active. Very, very important. Okay, here's number three. Strengthen and maintain your social ties. See, people are important. And this includes pets, by the way. But social relationships are extremely important. You want to maintain those that you have. You want to gain new ones. If you move into a retirement village, good. you got opportunity now to make new friends. Maintain the old ones. You're always in that dilemma of maintaining old relationships. Do everything you can to keep them alive and keep them fostered. But then develop new relationships as well. That will help you get a better brain. Not just kind of tie up your time and give you something to do but actually make your brain better. That's what all these points are. Making your brain better. Ten ways to do it. Here's the fourth one. Get out and explore new things. In other words, take trips. If you can't take a long trip, take a short one. If you can't go internationally, just go somewhere around the country. If you can't get out of the state or in which you live or the area where you live, just go down town and visit the downtown areas of your city, places you haven't gone for a long time. Go to restaurants that you used to go to and you haven't gone to for a long time. But get out and explore new things. See what's new around you. Check them out. 
show interest in your community and show interest in your world and your state where there's something new that you can participate in and enjoy. That includes new learning, by the way, new topics, new issues that maybe you haven't thought about or haven't talked about for a long time. Here's number five, stay positive. Positive people, we know, have stronger brains. Positive people generate strong brains, strengthen their brains, keep their brains uh, working, keep their brains vital. You say, you got to keep positive. Positive means that you laugh a little bit. Positive means that you joke a little bit. Positive means you smile a little bit. Maybe a lot. Positive means you're optimistic. Positive means that you look at things optimistically. You see the good. Sure, there's a lot of bad stuff wherever you are and whatever involved, whatever you're involved in and whatever church you're involved in or whatever. Sure, there's bad stuff going on. But there's also some good. See the good. Focus on the positive. Wherever you live, in the neighborhood or the nursing home in which you live or the retirement village in which you live, sure, it's not all that's good and not all what you wanted. But focus on the positive. Here's number six. Very important. Avoid people who are downers. Get the people out of your life who are depressed. Get the people out of your life that are sarcastic. Get the people out of your life you know, that are critical and negative, defeating. You don't want them to create within you a sour attitude, a sour thought pattern. Down people are not good people to be around unless they can change and you can put the challenge to them. Say, unless you can speak more positive, I'm not going to have dinner with you. I'm not going to eat with you. I'm not going to be around you. I'm not going to visit with you. Say, get the downers out of your life or minimize the degree to which they're in your life. Here's number seven. Be conscientious and diligent in your analysis of health information. Here's the idea. Obviously, read books on good health. Read books on good eating. Read books on good exercise, good activity. Read books on good ideas and good philosophies and good thought patterns and so on. But be diligent and conscientious in your analysis of them. Don't just take them at face value. Think them through. Discuss them with somebody. Analyze the information coming to you. See if it fits you. See if it's helpful to you. See if it's good for you. Here's number eight. Engage in activities that are meaningful and goal-directed. Here's the idea. Your life should be goal-directed. What goals are you trying to achieve now in your life? Whether you're 80 years of old, old or 85 or 75 or whatever, 65. Be goal-directed. Think of the next goal. Think of the next project. Think of the next thing you'd like to achieve. Think of the next thing you'd like to do. Think of the thing you'd like to learn. If you like to learn to play a piano, that's a goal, and get on with it. If you want to do some art, that's a goal. Get on with it. You see? Engage in those activities that are meaningful to you and are goal-directed. That's the issue. Goal-directed behavior should always be our motivating way of life. Goals motivate us. Goals direct us. 
Goals energize us. Goals enthuse us. You see? Be goal-directed. Here's number nine. Be heart-healthy. Keep snacks beyond your arm's length of distance. Right? Keep those M&Ms out of sight. Keep ice cream out of sight. All right? Eat healthy. And make your eating healthy for your heart. Because here's the deal. What's good for the heart is good for the brain. What's good for the brain is good for the heart. So some people don't think about trying to eat for your brain. They try to think have a healthy heart. Well, if that's the case, fine. Have a healthy heart. Because that means you have a healthy brain. They're the same. What you do for one, you do for the other. So be heart healthy. Get that heart to function well. Keep the blood pressure under control. Keep the, pu the pulse under control. Keep it functioning well. All right? Take whatever vitamins and whatever herbal medicine and so on you need and you require so that your heart will be healthy. I mean, here's number 10. Eat a diet heavy in fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, and fresh fish. That's what your diet should be. Make sure you get fish once a day, twice a day. All right? I mean, pardon me, twice a week. Once a week, twice a week. Vegetables daily, two or three vegetables per day. Fresh fruit daily, two or three fruits per day. In other words, your eating should be fruit, vegetables, and fish. Minimize the use of meat. Okay, red meat. Minimize that. And here's a one more point. We'll call this number 11, just for the sake of our discussion. Be positive. 43% of positive people have lower are lower in their risk factor for dementia. When you take a population of people, those that are positive have a 44% lower risk level for dementia. So positivity is critical. Catch yourself being sour and critical and negative and, and downer. Catch yourself. Stop yourself. And shift it around to look for the good, to see the positives in things. Ask people to help you. Agree to what you need. You know that as well. Okay? So there you are. That's building a better brain. Ten ways to do so. If you build your brain, you'll build a life of enjoyment and enrichment and just great satisfaction and joy. Very, very important, okay? Hey, nice to have you with me, and uh, thanks for joining in on the uh, podcast today, and bye for now.